Tuesday, everybody. CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. I'm just going to get to it because I don't know about you all, but the internet, you know, New Haven during bad weather, and it is starting already. I hope wherever you are, whoever you're with, you are grateful to be here because I don't know if you've been watching the news. It's been a hard few days watching what's happening. I mean, not even a few days, right? I'm just putting it mildly. Well, I'm glad you're here, and we have a lot to talk about tonight. I don't know about you, but I feel like many assume things about Generation Z. We assume, I mean, I get chided for asking probably too many questions, but that's because I have a bit of understanding of what it's like to be stigmatized. I don't know. Is that the word? Some say it isn't, some say it is. The thing about it is, is that we have to realize we're not gonna be here forever. And we should want to have our young people engaged. We, we should want to, you know, um, be able to include them. So I'm hoping that our guest, well, he's not even a guest, he's here all the time. Um, my pair will join us soon so that we could get things started. But in the meantime, so recently, Mike Tyson demonstrated his support for Israel. He was pictured, um, you know, at a function, and he was there demonstrating, you know, that he is in support of what is happening. There's a lot of media conversation about it. So we have that. Then we have the situation with Kyrie, who shows up to speak at events, Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, and he's showing blatant support for Palestine. So we're seeing that, you know, we have celebrities now coming out from different directions, um, you know, and just using Palestine as an example, just talking about that and you know, Israel and Mike Tyson, we have Kyrie. And like I said, you know, I feel like a lot of times the young people, people assume things. And I don't know about you, but I was told when you assume it makes an ass of you and me. So I see our young leader is here and I want to jump right into it because I want you to start off, Manny, if you don't mind. Do you find like a lot of people assume that Generation Z doesn't care about community organizing? Um, yeah, no, I do. Um, one, nice to be on. Uh, before I start that, I just start by saying nice to be on. Thank you. Of course, me. always. And I don't know about you, but <laughs> I was just saying to everybody that the typical right before a storm happens or whatever is about to happen in the sky, we don't even know at this point. Um, <laughs> but my internet was having a tude. Was your internet having a tude already? Absolutely, you... yeah. Ah, Dude. shout out to Comcast. Good old, yeah. <laughs> Good old Comcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, please continue. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, it is, it is a, a very, very... Uh, prevalent misconception, right? That a lot of young individuals don't care about community organizing, which I mean, I, I'm glad to be living in a city in the country where that is absolutely proven wrong. Uh, we have seen so many um, events, movements, 
right, uh, led by the youth here in New Haven. We're talking about various issues, gun violence, climate change, LGBT rights, immigration rights. I mean, so, I mean, the list goes well, on Wait a minute, I want you to pause on. right there. Don't, don't rush through that. That's, that's important. That's really important. Now, I want people paint the picture when you say, explain to them when you say community organizing, because I also think the misperception, um, you know, is that the young people just show up and just stand there like a poster board. Is that true? No, 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 no. Ooh, uh, do tell you, you know, you know where I'm headed. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. I have personally. Uh, sat down with a lot of other young individuals from different organizations, right, uh, to do the behind-the-scenes work, right? The sitting there holding, you know, weekly meetings and talking about the logistics of the event, making phone calls, doing emails, right, coming up with agenda lists, you know, assigning marshals. I mean, you know, there's so much that goes into creating an event, right? And... Again, I have been there at the table with other young individuals over the years that I've been doing this. And, and yeah, they're there at the head of the table, you know, leading all of that, right? All of those behind the scenes work. And, you know, they don't get credit for that. And, and, and that's a part of the organizing that people don't see, right? Like, like you said, all they see is once they're out there and they're holding posters and chanting and well, I, I want to be more exacting, and I'm about to raise your blood pressure. You're welcome. Um, so I actually overheard um, older folks saying some pretty negative things. Like, I've heard things from, like, like for example, let me get more exacting. So, for instance, they see young people come in, they assume violence. Does that sound familiar? Is that, is, am I? Yep. Yep. All right, no, don't un don't mute yourself because this, you're gonna have to unmute like 15 times because I want people <laughs> to understand what's going on here. Because I've been, you know, again, let's put this in perspective. And if you're just tuning in, we're glad to have you wherever you are. We hope you're nice and warm, because if you're not, and Manny finds out, he'll come run out there and find you. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's really important, people, as we say that we wouldn't be ourselves if we didn't emphasize the importance for self-care and also for checking in on each other. So please do some wellness checks. Tis the season. This is the time of year when we see a lot of people doing a lot of self-harm. Yeah. Self-harm rates increase. And we're going to get there in the conversation. But I just want to slide back into what I was saying. I remember being at an event once <clears throat> and a group of young people showed up. And it was assumed, Manny, that these folks, these young people who, sadly to say, I'm going to say they were, at the time, you would have been like around 16. So, again, me and Jesus know each other. I was there at the last supper back <laughs> left. But, Manny, <laughs> you, <laughs> this was when, I remember that time when everybody cared about the schools. Remember that? Yeah, and one yeah. that one time, remember that? Oh, you know where we're going tonight. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one time <laughs> in New Haven, it's like a bad joke, right? <laughs> so 
they were having all these things. They were, people were talking about here in New Haven, Connecticut, when people actually gave a rat's ass about New Haven public schools. Right. And we had people, right, Manny? They were, everybody was up in arms about how to have a class, where to have a class. Mm -hmm. The teachers are mad because they're saying they don't have enough resources. Yeah. The city is saying, well, what the fuck you want us to do about it? Not like that, of course. Um, but in so many words, because their cry is we don't have money. Tidbit though, the United States never has money, money between me and you. <sighs> somehow they had money to send to give to the IDF, who right now is murdering people in Gaza. But that's just between me and you. But anyway, back to it. Not only, oh, wait, wait, come back here, Manny, come back here. <laughs> Not only that, right? Even though the schools don't have no money, the New Haven Public Schools don't have a dime to fix the roof, don't you worry, Manny. Don't you worry. That mm. Wipe your forehead. Because you know why? They took that money, Manny. We really needed to have more police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can see your face. <laughs> Folks, he's giving me that look. That, that his hands is on his hips, like, what do we do with you? What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> you know? But here's the thing, people. I want you to put it in your brain. So Manny's always, this is another thing I've seen firsthand that was sad, especially as someone who's been judged by my appearance, right? We're going to talk about that. Ooh, Manny. We're going to get you riled up. <laughs> Y'all welcome. <laughs> <laughs> right because i've had people ask me if i know how to use um email i've had people ask me if i understand what a spreadsheet is oh my goodness i'm very serious yeah, i can't no, make I this know. up i know i know you know yeah. um oh wait 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 our favorite you ready do you understand english mm. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm, uh, y'all, if y'all didn't know, if you're trying to figure it out, you're right, you're right there with me. You know, his blood pressure just went for the roof, right? <laughs> okay, because this is me as an older person, and I've seen it where I've seen young people show up. Like, I remember being at an event, it was um, one of your favorite things, sarcasm, so separately. When they do the New Haven, um, the street, what, what they do? This, you know how they block off a section? There's a name for it. It's just not coming to me. They do like the, um, they have a bunch of vendors and they come out at night. You know what I'm talking about? Like they have like a corner of the city. The name will oh, come back to me eventually. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying? So each, so here in New Haven, we have like, what is it? Like once or twice, sometimes three times. I don't even know what the fuck the schedule is, but they have the street vendors come out. Usually it's in the summertime because this event, this particular instance happened in the summer. This was two years ago. And I was leaving um, the street market. All right. It was, it was, Okay. I mean, I'm saying okay because I love how they put the black and brown people at the back, the vendors, where you couldn't see them. That's the delicate. That's what you did. Um, and there was a group of black students, Manny, predominantly black. I'm saying predominantly because there was a couple of Latinx people, you know, students with them. I can't say what school they were from because, you know, you see, you know, New Haven is. It could be Gateway, it could be Yale, it could be wherever. It could be Southern. Now, I want you to picture it. 
to me, they look fine. Like, I, I personally was like, wow, I don't know how you put on that eye makeup. I want to learn how to. But the minute they showed up, because how I'll say this is how I saw it, it's the best description. I don't know if you know the Janet Jackson video where she had on, like, she had on this leather outfit on. She was looking real. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? And she had the pointy hair and all of that and the, the, the braids. And the girls were good. They were like, a, they looked like they walked out a Lady Gaga set or like a Beyonce video. Seriously. Now, here's the thing, though. I found nothing wrong with them. But there were people next to me, not with me, but next to me that you could hear them say, okay, we got to go. All they did was walk to the, the, the street, the, the market, the New Haven market thing right? The street market, whatever word we can't remember. But the point is, is that I've seen this happen at just that same judgment. I've seen it happen where we would be marching in the streets and you would see the young people standing on the pavement right there at the sidewalk. And you could see they want to join, but they don't know yeah. if they should. Yeah. Is that, oh, you unmuted. Come on, bring yeah. it. No, you're so, listen, I, again, I've been doing this for years, right? Doing this for years. I have Yo, I'll put it in perspective. So those who don't know Manny, Manny protested so much when his mother was pregnant, she had to have him. The man couldn't even control him. Listen, you know, I, I was kicking, you know, and that was me marching. So, you know, go back from that. In fact, you know, well, anyways, let me not. But <laughs> it's, um, let's just say back when, you know, Moses was walking across the Red Sea, I, mean, I might have been there. You know, um, boy, please don't but, listen to him. He ain't that damn old. Yeah, and, and one lifetime, and one yeah, lifetime. whatever. Keep going. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 so, yeah. It's all right. Like that scenario. Yes. Um, you know where they're standing on the sidelines and just looking, see, like they don't know what to do. Yeah, but you can see that you know they're intrigued, and and right is that hesitation in their faces. Yes. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. Right. But then let's picture you. So folks, Manny's the kind of gentleman who, you know, he is who he is. He, he, uh, he has from a very young age, he knew what he, he wanted to do. This is no joke. Like all, everything aside from a younger age, this man decided I want to run for office. That's where I'm headed. Let me pave my path. He's always been, you know, public facing in that way. So he'll show up in his suit, sometimes a nice t-shirt, stuff like that. But I've seen you show up with friends and, and you know, you can see they want to be part of it. But what holds them back, Manny? What's holding them back? Yeah. Well, I would say a, a couple of few things, main things, right? One, mm -hmm. it's, again, like what we mentioned very in the very beginning of this episode, it's that misconception. And then often mm -hmm. with that misconception, the judgments. Mm -hmm. Where's it coming from, Manny? From the older people. <laughs> oh, really? Right? I am in shock. And that criticism. And it doesn't matter what race, right? Let's just no. be real. Okay, keep going. Just, yeah, just adults. Keep going. Just and adults. They sit there and they, and it's like, you know, the actions speak louder than words phrase. Yeah. Yes. Because the looks that are given mm -hmm. you don't need to say anything mm -mm. You, you just need to be there you just need to be there you just need to share yeah. the o2 that's it you if you 
the, if you saw the looks that these adults give the younger people. No, I well, I want you to tell it. people because I've been there. So give, to give folks perspective. So typically when I'm at an event, I'm either, well, most times I'm part of the organizing. In that sense, I'm not one, you know, actually... I, I'm not one to care to speak or nothing. I'm not as concerned with that. If you want me to speak, I'll do it. Um, you know, I do it every now and again. Let's put it like that. I don't show up to do that. Let me make that clear. I show up to make sure that we have a nice event, you know, and we do what we say we were going to do. So that being said, Manny, I've been to events and you know what I saw that, so aside from what we're talking about, where the young people show up and you could see in their faces, the curiosity. I've actually had young people, because for whatever reason, even though I tell them me and Moses are BFFs, people don't, especially young people don't seem to think so. Maybe because I'm only one of very, very few, if any, older adults who will show up to an event with a t-shirt that'll piss everybody off. So they probably figure she's safe. I don't know. But the point is, is that, you know, I've heard young people, you know, from their own view, like they want to participate, but they're held back because they feel like they're not good enough, right? And I, I've seen it where, and it, it made me mad because one thing about me as we do on this show, and I say it, purp I say it with purpose, we don't script anything, do we, Manny? There was absolutely yeah, yeah. no conversation before tonight. Nope. And I say that because I want you to be your authentic self. We've sat here, argued, laughed, you know, laugh at people, laugh at shit, all that stuff. Um, you know, we've done all these different things and we do it, but we still come back and we have a conversation. I say it all the time and I'll say it again. In the midst of disagreement is sometimes we will find some of your best yes. fucking solutions. Yes, I am a firm believer in that because sometimes I have to disagree with myself. It's like doing a math problem. Right. If you're sitting here, not, not to call out the nerds, <clears throat> Manny, wow. um, but he's going to start swinging soon, folks. He's going to start swinging. I'm coming for him. I'm coming. Listen, y'all don't know this kid, man. Don't get fooled. He, he give him a chat, you know. Don't, don't let him little smile. And he, well, hey, and, hey, you I know, know talking, listen, whatever. But, but, you know, we're data driven people. Right. So here's the thing about like in data, like if you like to read and you like to do those things, I mean, yes, I do digital creation, but that requires you to do research. Right. Sometimes I have to go back and learn something all over again. Here's the thing. I never said I knew everything. And if I could ask you a stupid question and you could answer me with human decency, we friends now, because here's what I learned. In years and years of customer service, and I worked in one of the top retail chains for commission, I was on the top. And you know what I sold the most of, money? Make a wild guess in electronics. Make a guess. Hmm. What did I make my money from? I was making because, all right, I'm going to give you a perspective, right? Check it. Because this is a path that you walk in a similar way, and it will make sense in a second. Mm -hmm. So it's Radio Shack. We talk about TVs, radios, you know, boom boxes, computers at the time, compact, remember compact. I'm so old, I remember compact. All right. Um, those types of things, headphones, cell phones, batteries, resistors. What do you think I was selling? And I'm part-time, but my sales were to the point. 
I'm neck and neck with the top full time person. What was I doing? This is during what what years? This is back in 2000. 2000. No, actually, I'm wrong. 2001. Mm-hmm. You weren't even here yet. You wasn't even around. I'm sorry. I yeah, just outed you again. Ago, yeah. <laughs> 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 the one goes out to the seniors. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I would think it'd be around that time. I would think it'd be an upsurge in uh, cell phones. You think so? I would think between cell okay. phones and you said what? What else products were there? Just picture like Best Buy. It's like a Best Buy. Right. So I would think, um, like uh, the the radios, the well, not radios. What I'm calling, so one of the music, the boom boxes, right? Okay, no, this is what used to happen. So at the time, I had this ridiculous idea. Mm-hmm. Don't laugh at me too hard. Come here, Manny. I had this dumb idea, right, between me and you. I migrated to the shithole from my little country that looks like a Timberland boot, trying to bagel, because I had aspirations. You ready? Okay. Of being a lawyer. CJ's but I wanted, huh? How dare you? <laughs> the nerve, right? But I wanted to represent workers. I was very specific. The the bravery on you. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> laughing? <laughs> so, wait a minute, wait a minute. So then when I, re- I read the Constitution, because back in Trinidad, it was a great idea until you come in and read this shit called the Constitution, mm-hmm. right? Which, by the way, if we challenge um, the Constitution, we could do some great things, which most of you all not there yet, right? Most of you all not there, because really and truly, Connecticut, we should be challenging the Constitution so that we could tax Yale, hashtag tax Yale. Mm. No money. It wasn't radios and it wasn't cell phones. I was part-time. And I would come from school, change into my clothes. Everybody would wait to the front, right, of the store because we call that cherry picking in in uh, commission sales, right? So they would cherry pick, meaning they would wait for the person because they would have the cell phone displays first. You would know the top sellers by in any electronic stores by where the product is. Let me tell you that, as someone who escalated to being a manager and had to do planograms, which that is a whole other nightmare. But the point I'm making is it was, these people would stand there and they would wait by the cell phone display or by the radios or the TV, right? So remember, I'm coming into work like four or five in the afternoon. What do you think else is happening? Four or five in the afternoon, other people are coming from work and they're coming to Radio Shack and, you know, they're coming for batteries and resistors, but nobody fucking with them because they're going to the back of the store. But here's what people didn't pay attention to. Those items, when you look at the commission, they gave the highest commission. Mm. Because their resale, right, was was the margin was nice. So y'all go ahead and fuck around because nobody could understand why I was always so willing to put stuff up. You know why? Because while I'm selling you a battery, I could ask you, hey, what's going on with your cell phone? That's how I did it. Aha. Mm. Uh-huh. And they couldn't catch me. They couldn't catch me because here's just what to happen. Because I took the time to answer the, quote, stupid questions, like the little old lady who didn't know how to put the battery in her clock that people would walk away from because she's frail, or the disabled 
person who's with whomever they're with, their caregiver, who's trying to help them find the, the, you know, there was one guy, he would come in and he was fascinated, disabled man, but he was fascinated with, um, what's this I'm looking for? Light, uh, light bulbs, right. And, and flashlights. He just had a, he was a, he was a scientist. And then he had, um, he got injured and, you know, there was something that happened. I can't remember right now offhand, it'll come to me randomly, but he had a brain injury. And since his injury, he became disabled. So what would happen is once a month, this man would come in, no lie, Manny, and this this little white man, and he he coming in and he walk in, you know, crooked and everything, and he looks as bad as it sounds. If you didn't know, you'd think he was homeless. But what people didn't know was he was one of the richest fucking people in the city. Nobody else wanted to fuck with him. So his caregivers would come, and most of his caregivers were black. See, this man was trying to invent things and do all these things, and then this accident happened, and his life took a turn. His wife left him and all of this stuff. And so he developed this fascination with the flashlights and the light bulbs. And then one day I asked the caregiver, like, what's going on with him? Is he okay? And she explained it to me. And she said, you know, you're the only person who ever asked us if he's okay. From that point, they would come looking for me only me to get their stuff from. That became the trend with that and all the people nobody cared about who wanted the batteries and the resistors and all those little things. Because here's what people didn't realize. That same person who came running in to get that resistor, whatever little part, because that was the beautiful part about Radio Shack. You could build your own things and fix stuff, like different little parts they had, right? But because nobody was fucking with that, right? They didn't get the opportunities I got, which is when this this manager, right, this guy had his own construction company and he was managing all these people. So when he wanted to get cell phones, guess who he came to? You see that? Yeah. Wow. You see that? It was it was to the point that they would call and they would say, is she there? If I'm not there, they won't come. They would know the days I'm coming and they won't fuck with nobody else. Why? All because I said, hi, how are you doing? Can I help you? Yes. And I would even go to the point of, if you came for that little battery that wasn't on display, I'll go check the back. Don't worry, I got you. I'll be right back. No problem. See, this is what I'm talking about. So for me, right, when I see the young people, when I'm at an event, for example, let's go back in time. Two weeks ago, I was in Waterbury, Connecticut. We were out there rallying in support of Palestine. Guess who was standing next to me the whole time? Most of them, the college students, the young people, the same people that people my age and older look at and say they're no good. But guess what? They were chanting with me. They were asking me questions. We were talking because I didn't stigmatize them. So I say to you, my peers who are my age and older, if we're out here talking all this talk and claiming we want equity, diversity, all these nice words, Manny, then why are you not giving Gen Z a chance? I'm not going to be here forever. I need to pass down the knowledge and you need to teach me. That's how I see it. What pisses me off the most, in my opinion, if you're going to invite a young person or anybody to speak at your event, but then you decide that you want to tell them what they have to say. And that does happen in organizing people. You know, does it not? You want to say a few words you, on that real quick? You, before? You, just, <laughs> you, just, you know, CJ, <laughs> you're 
you're a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and moment, you're not so nice. Listen, it's the it's truth, though. Like this. How, wait, wait, let me ask it like this. Since, since you want to jump in there, <laughs> gee, Mr. Camacho, has that ever happened to you? And can you please describe the situation so people could hear? Because people won't believe it because it does no, happen. Yeah, you're so right. So right. So, so, so right. <sighs> so. <clears throat> One bottom line, yes, it happens. Hundred percent happens. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's happened to me many times throughout the years that I've been doing this. Um, I will, I will say one. You know, I'll be talk about one instance. So, I was asked to deliver a speech uh, at an event. Um, and I was asked to, you know, uh, do it in two, three minutes. And, and that was all I said. Okay, fine. No problem. I went ahead, you know, drafted my speech, made some revisions, got together. Great. They called me back, um, couple days, um, later, right. You know, about, about a day or two, right before the event. They said, okay, can you send us what you're going to say? Now, you know, that, that I found that odd because it never happened to me up until that point, right? I'd never heard or experienced, uh, you know, an event organizer asking me to send them what I was going to say. I said, oh, okay, sure. So I sent it to them, emailed it, whatever, whatever. I got a call back saying, um, we need to talk about your speech, I said, okay, problem. And he said, well, there's some things in there that we have to take out. And so I'm I'm thinking, again, okay, still, still me being as naive as I was and oblivious as I was, I'm thinking, well, maybe for like time constraints, something like that, make it shorter to try and do. Okay, sure. So <clears throat> I'm there with them. Um, and we're going through my speech and they're just chopping away at it and they're taking away talking points that I wanted to touch on. And then when I asked them, I said, well, why are we taking such and such out? They said, well, we can't talk about that. That's, that's not the platform for this, not the time for this. We can't bring that up. Or it was, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. That is exactly what it was, Chris. Uh, you know, what I was going to say, you know, they said, well, it's not what we're looking for. It's not what we want you to talk about. I swear on it. That was, that was literally the worst. It's not I'm what gonna we want you to talk I'm going to try to say this nice and calm, right? All right, so I've done rallies and stuff. I, I just want to jump in real fast on this because this is pissing me to fuck off. Here's my thing. Why invite you if you're going to do that? Mm, mm. Why invite you? Because I feel like moving forward, I want you to do me a favor. In case you hear of this, and for the young people tuning in, here's how you deal with that. If ever you have a situation where someone does that, ask them to show you what they're editing, number one, right, and why. Right now, in this case, they they did this ass words 
because they decided just probably based, can you give us an idea, like a very basic idea, like what was the real problem? Was it, how much was the conflict to what you wanted to say versus what they wanted? So <clears throat> what I wanted to say was very much going to be blatant truth. That's what it was. It was blatant truth. It was talking about what's actually happening. What they ended up editing it to was not only one, simplifying and pretty much covering up a lot of the facts that I wanted to put out there. But two, the language, right? The language that I was using was changed. So then it seemed as though the very thing I was going to speak against, I am now talking about in a favorable and friendly way. Wow. Well, I have a question um, because I want I want you to really take your time and walk us through this because, again, I don't know if people realize how much this happens, yeah. right, and how easily it happens, yeah. right, for your age that you would have been, I'm going to assume, somewhere between 15 to 18. Yeah, I would see that. I would expect you to have grammatical errors. I would expect you to have probably a couple, a couple sentence structure issues, right? I would want you to stay to the time frame. So if I read it to myself and I see you're over, that's where I would say to you, listen, let's pick what you really want to say. Right. Right. Now, if the intent, because this sounds, um, I don't know, political, I'm going to ask for a friend just out loud. Was there, I don't know, any political or campaigns that were happening perhaps that yes influenced oh <laughs> how interesting huh so see now i'll just jump into the next section of what i wanted to talk about tonight with you and you in particular that's why i'm leaving the floor open just for you just for just for you because people need to hear the live fucking experience because yeah. this is bullshit because the other thing is is that we see right the youth being portrayed. Like, look what just happened with the Obama children. I'm not saying we're not going to go down the road with Obama. We're just going to look at the kids, right? By extension, because of who their dad was, they were under a microscope. The world had no problem coming for them. But yet Kim Kardashian is still somehow on somebody newspaper on timeline, right? Now, in saying that, I feel like we don't, there's just this mentality of we can't have black and brown young organizers what do you think about that like i feel like for that to be real it has to look very conservative it has to look and seem very um ivy league-ish does that sound about right mm. and please say more yeah yeah wow yeah um yeah again um <clears throat> so in the years that I've been doing this, I've always made it my priority that I don't want to be the sole, you know, young person uh, to be on the front lines, to be talking about these issues, right? To to be present. Um, and so I always advocated everywhere I went that, you know, I wanted to bring along other young people and, and younger people than I was at the time into it, right? Here was the thing, though. They weren't from Yale. They weren't from Harvard. They didn't go to a private school. 
They weren't from Vernon, Connecticut, right? Or Old Sabre. Um, you know. And for those who uh, aren't were, local, these are very white, affluent, well-mannered, right. privileged, whatever word they decide to validate it, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is who you all, again, benchmarked against. Who, yeah. by the way, in those cities, they get funding and they make sure their students have access, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, the ones I was advocating for that I wanted to bring along with me on a lot of these platforms and, and give them, you know, the spotlight and, like, the opportunity stuff, they were inner city kids, right, from New Haven, um, from Hamden, right? Um from New Haven public schools, right, uh, who, you know, were in, you know, very much the, the poverty-stricken class, right? But, but my argument for that was, listen, these same kids, right, have not only, one, lived experiences on a lot of these issues that we're talking about, but two... They also have the very same capabilities and potential and ideas and perspectives and opinions as anyone else. But they they were never, never, never trying to acknowledge that. Because again, they didn't come from Yale. They didn't come from Harvard. They weren't from the old Sabre, New Cannon, right? Or Vernon. No. They were black and brown kids who came from New Haven public schools. And so what could they possibly contribute, right? So, yeah, that, that, that was the reality. And, oh, my God, I can't, oh, I can't tell you how many times throughout the years it boiled my blood because here, <clears throat> here was the double standard I would see. It was no for them, but yes for me. And I, inner city kid, Hispanic, from New Haven Public Schools, right? Did I grow up here in New Haven? No. I grew up in a worse place, <laughs> right? So my question to them was, well, why, why is it okay for me to have the platform? Because you, not them? because again, here's the colorism, right? Let's talk about the isms now. Because mm. I know of very intelligent, kinky hair, chocolate dark, young soldiers who have a lot to say and contribute, but they yep. get gatekept because they don't fit this, yep. um, you know, profile, right? And they come from very um, oppressed backgrounds as someone who has been through her share of life. I will be remiss if I ignore that. Yeah. Right. So I find it particularly insulting when we see, you know, public figures, lawmakers, legislators, mayors, you know, state reps, you name it, governors, and they parade around with the children as needed. But the celebrities do it, too. Right. So I want to ask you, because here's another thing that comes up with the Gen Z folk. And someone said this to me with mad conviction. Oh, they don't care about community organizing. They only care about pop culture, rap. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. 
How are we feeling? No, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lie. That's what it is. It's a lie. Because, it's, because this is what I'm saying. No, no, check it. Before you respond to that, here's my thing first to that. We just watched Mike Tyson jump on TV and support Israel's bullshit. Kyrie Irving just popped up on TV showing support for Palestine. I see where the pop culture comes into play. What I want you to inform and teach us on, how much influence does that really have on your reaction as Gen Z? Because I don't think it has as much as people think. But No, you. very little. Very little. Listen, mm -hmm. again, and I, I like how people actually believe that we as individuals, right, despite our age, that we are so immensely malleable, right, that we just go along with the flock, right? Oh, well, if this celebrity said it, we agree to. No, listen, the few of us out of the millions of <laughs> Gen Z people there are, right? The few outliers who are like, oh, well, that celebrity said, okay, that's them. There are always outliers. So why are we going here and, you know, be <laughs> using a dictionary? Um, why are we sitting here and generalizing an entire demographic of the population based on the few outliers right it's like no you you don't you don't do that and yet that's what's happening right and again if this was happening in any other aspect well people would i mean they'd be beside themselves right we hear all the time when we say you know oh just because you know again the outliers of black and brown population may do this and do that it doesn't mean the entire population is like that, right? That overgeneralization. We all get mad at it. And yet it's okay to put that type of narrative on Gen Z. Well, oh, well, you know, they, because they like social media and because they use social media, you know, if a celebrity says Ooh, this. You brought up all social Gen media. Well, you getting nasty now because I was just about to ask you that. Because that's all you all do, right? Is just watch. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we just, we um, spend our days and weeks and months on attached to our phones. Listen, listen, okay? <laughs> Again, the outliers. You might come across a teenager who maybe that is what they do, whatever, right? It's not all of us. Let me tell you how many times I'm, you know, hanging out with anyone, whether it's on campus, whether it's my friend, whatever. And listen, we, we actually have conversations, right? We're not to our phones or whatever okay we have conversations we'll play board games we'll play you know things like that we'll uh you know talk about things shoot we'll sit there and still draw coloring books just because it's relaxing and have a conversation while we're doing it right so again there's that over generalization you have the outliers okay that's them but don't don't push that narrative on the entire demographic of that population don't do that. And yet, that's what's being done. Let me tell you something. I call bullshit on, on you know, those who want to sit there and color in a coloring book 
being stigmatized. That's some nonsense. I know adults who sit here and color all fucking day. Listen, so how it, dare you judge a young person for doing that? That's actually been proven to be stress-relieving. Yes, it is it's psychologically a And it improves your productivity, moron. 100%. What the fuck, man? Like, listen, oh, whoa, 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 let's go down the line now, because I also know grown-ass people, for those who like to, because here's the thing, I get hit with the whole social media shit, too, because you see, apparently people don't realize you could actually post things one after the other, yeah, you could actually do that, and then log off, people do do that, right, not all of us have our notifications on our phone or on it like that. Let's let's not get beside ourselves, you know, but it seems like the general stigmatization is all the young people care about is video games, anime and social media. And the pop culture comes in because that's what seems to be personified. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Because we have, you know, certain artists being held in high, high standard, right. but yet their behaviors quite questionable. Yes. But yes, I think my generation and older you know, we need to realize, here's the thing. The generation before me, most of them only had a radio. Some of them had a TV. Coming towards me, then we started getting the TV. Then cable hit. You see what I'm talking about? The transfer information. Your generation, as of right now, has the most exposure to it. You grew up into social media. This was part of your lifetime. I grew up going into a fucking con computer lab with a coat on. Real talk. You had to put on a coat. I, I have no idea why. Right. But these are the differences. I had to learn how to type on a basic typewriter. You learned how to type on a computer, probably even on your phone. You all grew up in the age where you already had the cell phones and the technology. And let me call out some people in my generation. How many of y'all gave your child your phone to play with? So shut the fuck up. Mm. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Hold that. Right? I take offense to these things. And this is why we decided, you know, the sound of black and brown, that it was really important to have this particular series where you and your peers could come on and share your lived experiences. Because you see, right now in this war for Gaza, look who's dying. Look who's dying. Why are we so happy killing our children? When you kill them mentally, it's just as damaging as physically. Is it not, Manny? 100%. Of course it is. And I bet you've seen your share of your peers get discouraged, haven't you? Of course. Can you to walk us through that? What, what causes that? Listen, oh my goodness, it is... Like, the, particularly in community organizing, because yeah. I've seen the young people get excited yeah. about getting active, and they're asking questions, and they're talking about, uh -huh. you know, very socialist views, but what is lacking is that acceptance, I feel. What's your yeah. thoughts? Oh, you're right. Listen, I've seen you, I mean, be absolutely elated to feel like they have something to contribute and that they want to contribute to movements and events and, and different things right and you know you, you see the spark in their eyes and it's almost a wonderful thing and then the criticism comes right saying well you don't know a lot about it so you know 
we're going to keep you on the sidelines. Or two, this isn't your problem. You're too young for it, right? Or three, eh, focus on other things. You know, you're too young. It's always you're too young. Always, always. I mean, different, various um, variants of that, but always, always the same essential message. You're too young. And that spark that you first see in their eyes when they're elated and exhilarated, right, to be part of something that they feel so strongly and passionate about. And that spark just gets diminished. And it is the saddest thing I have seen. I have, I, I'm talking about firsthand experience. I've looked in their eyes and, and just see that passion and that flame just go out because they're facing left, right, center, back, everywhere. Criticism, judgment, negativity, right? Commentary that's just not, not auspicious, right? And then what happens? They don't want to ever be involved in something again. Even if they become, right, older, right, and are finally, quote unquote, of age, because of the experience they had when they first wanted to do something, they don't ever want to do it again. And that is the saddest thing to me. Saddest thing to me. I, I've seen it firsthand from <clears throat> when I was younger, when I first started out, me being so young and even seeing teenagers who, you know, at, at the time, they were 15, 16, 17 right and seeing them wanting to be part of things and then receive again all those things i was talking about that negativity and now you know they're 23 24 22 25 right and now they don't want to hear it they don't they don't want to be part of anything anymore and i've asked them why right as i got older i asked them why like hey come back and you know you're older and everything and it's the same general consensus that that negativity, that criticism, that judgment literally put can out Can I tell you something, candle. though? Can, can I just tell you something really quick? Let yeah. me tell you a fact. Before Tupac died, he was heavily criminalized. Don't let these fuckers fool you. A lot of people wasn't listening to his music. I don't know if you ever heard, to me, one of his best. Brenda got a baby, right? That song was life. You know, because what my generation and older are missing out the most from you by being this way, man, you all are so fucking creative. For real, for Absolutely. real. I get so inspired by the art from the young people. They have no, you know, I, people are missing out. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? You're missing out. I, I feel bad for you. Right, because you don't know what you miss now, but I also think it's the fair change. Because the thing is, Manny, mm -hmm. your generation, your aptitude for understanding, which is what it you know, I will always contest a board of ed on how they decide which students are more mentally able than others, because adults act like they don't get stressed the fuck out. The truth is, I wonder for those who are in power, think they have that power, right? I wonder what would happen in our school systems if we actually treated it like an educational facility rather than a jail. 
huh, Manny, I wonder if we had something like a peer respite room where if a student feels like they're about to react in a way, you know, or however they feel they could go in that room and just chillax for a second. Wonder what will happen. I wonder. I wonder. Because it, it boggles my mind to date, to date, we are yet to hear a word of anything. Now, I was told that this is being studied. I cannot wait to read the studies on the mental health impact of COVID-19 on the youth. Oh, man, I can't wait. If you all taught that the onslaught of single parent households was traumatic, Maybe some of y'all didn't even think about that because think about it, Manny, your generation, right? Like my son, who's in his late 20s, told me that in his time, we're talking back in 2012, there were very few of his classmates who had, you know, a two-parent household. Some people were lucky to even be living with a parent. And I don't think that changed much. I think in your generation, that just got worse because a lot of people lost loved ones and others from COVID and other things that happened in between, you know. I mean, the incarceration rates in the black and brown communities, you know, I'm seeing people without housing, food, jobs, but we have enough money to bill and profit from jails. I'm watching the Department of Labor that looks like a rundown shack which, quite frankly, you could fix the roof and you could get better computers and maybe ask your staff to be pleasant. I don't know Department of Labor, right? That's just how I see it. Manny, I mean, I just feel like your generation inherited a shit ton of barriers that we don't even want to even mention. Yeah. I agree. Right? I mean, and then so listen to what you're saying. If I'm a young person and I decide that I want to get into community organizing and you all gatekeep me like this, you're telling me what to say, when to say it, you're assuming that I'll do exactly what, um, I don't know, whichever pop star is famous at the time is doing. I mean, just because there are people who follow behind the Kardashians doesn't mean everybody else does it, does it? Right. Right. That's just my thought. So I appreciate the young people who feel comfortable enough to come to me because to me, that's an honor. I've actually had more fun with the younger people and I've learned from them. They've learned from me. We've done some great work. I was able to do things like get a menstrual equity bill passed. Facts. Okay. We're talking facts. I was able to do things like work on, I don't know, healthcare reform. You see what I'm saying? I've written some badass freedom of information requests. We've challenged the police together, and we just did a rally in support of Palestine. I could go on and on for days. We even stood up outside Yale together. So for you all, my age and older, who like to put these gates up, you're not going to be here forever, and COVID should have taught you that. COVID should have taught you that, for real. So have a dose of humility, right, because... Let me tell you something. Of all gifts you should be thankful for is humility. We should be grateful we're even still allowed to be here on stolen land. But we'll talk about that too. Don't worry. Right? Manny, before we close out tonight, any closing thoughts? Yeah. 
Um, one, again, I want to thank you for allowing me to be here, for holding these spaces uh, and, and having these conversations that just simply need to be had. So I want to thank you, I really do. Truly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you. Um, <clears throat> but my message, uh, you know, recapping what we said here today, listen, Gen Z, so much potential. So, so much potential. Uh, we have opinions, we have perspectives, we have stances on so many different, um, yeah, uh, so many different issues, right? <sighs> to my peers um, who unfortunately have been discouraged along the way, right? Um, where you really, really are passionate about something and someone somewhere, either one, try to gatekeep you, censor you, right? Put you in between, you know, these confines or limits and boundaries, right? And, and just have absolutely uh, stopped you from doing what you wanted to do, from saying what you wanted to say. One, I'm sorry. I'm sorry on their behalf, you know? And I don't know I should have to say sorry, but I am. I'm sorry you went through that because I know how it feels and it doesn't feel great. So that's first. Second, listen, if no one else tells you, I'll be the first. You absolutely are justified and valid in what you want to do and what you want to say. Your opinions, your perspective, your stances. I dare you and encourage you and I will continue to motivate you in any way that I can to push back, to step outside those boundaries, to absolutely just break the limits. I mean, lit I mean, literally break the limits that have been placed around you because only then, only then, for those same people who tried to limit you and put those boundaries around you will finally see the mistake they have made. Because you deserve to be heard and seen without any filters. So yes, push back, fight against what they're saying, right? Make sure that you stand your ground. And I guarantee you, if you do all of that, listen, whatever your goal is, all right, I don't know if it's just pushing the movement a little bit further or becoming a leader in the movement, I guarantee you, you'll get there. It's going to be hard. It's going to be stressful. A lot of emotions are going to be involved. But you can do it. I absolutely, absolutely urge that. And I will stand by it 100%. And for those who are doing the limiting, the censoring, and putting boundaries around the young individuals, shame on you. Shame on you because you are restricting an entire generation who are trying to contribute to the beneficial advancement of society and yous are the ones who are keeping the stagnant and complacent 
atmosphere that is sustaining and retaining the issues that we have. Shame on you. And I hope, God, I hope that you can just look inside yourself, acknowledge what you're doing, and change it because of the harm you are doing to someone. And for everyone else <laughs> who doesn't fit in either of those categories, like I always say, <clears throat> you're amazing. I believe in you. You have the potential to be the best person this world has seen. I believe that so, so much with everything that I am. And as for me, I will continue being there on the front lines. I'll be running for elected office sooner than you know. I'll be counting on you so, so very much to support me and to help me succeed because we need to take those positions. We need to be there to enact the changes that we want to enact. Now, thank you, CJ, Amy, three-fifths, so many others who are continuing to be in this fight, right? And uh, remember... Remember the Mannies out there. Remember the Naomi's. Remembering all of those who want to contribute to this. Thank you. Let me tell you some. It's never a question, never was, never will be to have this young man at my side. I've known him for a few years. It, you know, I feel humble for him to be here. You know, this is what it's all about. We need the young people to be up there. We're not gonna be here forever. And guess what? Gatekeeping them and not feeding their strengths and showing them that they are great and reminding them that they are awesome. You commit an ethnic genocide, believe it or not. We're not gonna be here forever, right? What good is it if we kind of carry it on? Okay, so think about that. Think about that carefully. For all of you who continue to like, share, and subscribe, we cannot thank you enough. You know, it's really important. And Manny, I cannot, cannot thank you enough for taking the time to come on and to be so open because that's what's missing. You know, we criminalize people being vulnerable, being honest, being themselves. We allow the stigmatization and criminalization and we lost our power. It's time to take it back. And that starts with supporting, encouraging, and empowering our youth. We gotta protect them too. Now, before we close out for tonight, I'd like to invite you all for a moment of silence. O oh Allah, conceal their faults, calm their fears, and protect them from before them and behind them, from their right and from their left, and from above them. I mean, 
I don't know if you all have given thought into what you're thankful for. I tell you, I'm grateful every day because I get to wake up. Some children, all they're hearing is sirens. Some people, all they're smelling is blood. You know, it's everywhere. Animals dead, bodies here. People having to bury their loved ones and children and vice versa. I think we could take a minute to be grateful about something, mostly each other. So I think since we know what's happening over there, we should be more considerate of how we treat the young ones here. Don't you think so? Well, we can't thank you all enough for taking the time to tune in. Thank you all for your continued encouragement, support, and empowerment. It really, really means a lot. And wherever you are, whoever you're with, we're thankful for you. And we'll be back soon. That's all for now. Fist up, smile on. Peace.